Have you ever wondered why you could not go from being a hearing Christian to a doing Christian? Have you ever noticed that there is a huge divide between what you hear on a Sunday and actually getting the things done that are preached? If you are anything like me, you are tired of hearing great word on a Sunday and not knowing what to do with it come Monday. This podcast will provide you with practical steps that will help you significantly grow your Christian life and put you way ahead of where you used to be and put to sleep those old frustrations of unfulfilled expectations. I am Craig Venn. And this is the Building the Kingdom Q&A podcast. Good morning, Kingdom Builders. Great to be hanging out with you one more time. This is uh, Pastor C with the Building the Kingdom Q&A podcast. Under the watchful eye of our senior pastor and leader, Pastor Vernon Orrance, the amazing, incredible original X-Man. Uh, and he's been uh, leading and preaching and doing his thing. And it's been awesome to be a part of it. Um, this Sunday, yesterday, he preached up a storm. Uh, Kingdom Builders Ministries, what can I say? This is an amazing thing happening. Uh, the place is packed. All services every Sunday. Uh, what else do you say? It's just happening. Um, uh, the Lord is building the house. The Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, the labor in vain who build it. And the Lord is truly building the house. There's an amazing, amazing thing happening. We didn't expect it to happen now, but but guess what? It's happening. Uh, and, and we're seeing it. And... It's just, it's just awesome to watch. Uh, it, it's, it's a wonderful privilege to be a part of. It didn't happen overnight. Um, uh, it, it, it took a long time to get to this point. But whatever this is, this new thing that's happening is exciting. And I'm glad I'm a part of it. And I'm glad you guys are a part of it. And I'm glad we're together in this thing. So today I want to talk about what happened over the weekend and what Pastor was preaching about. It was an amazing message. It was extraordinary. It was incredible. Uh, so let's do this. episode and what pastor preached over uh or preached yesterday uh in the meeting um it was just uh, extraordinary he preached from the book of matthew chapter 9 verse 7 through 10 and he was talking about these two blind guys that came to jesus and uh they got touched and they got healed but the thing he was like asking him all these weird questions um and i want to go through some of the stuff that he was talking about but before we actually go to the meeting i, I just want to uh, give you a little bit of background one of my roles within KBM um, is is uh, to oversee um, the music department, so to oversee worship and make sure things run um, smoothly and, and so on. And that is, um, it's an, it's let, let me help you understand that it's not a hard job to do because there's an incredible team. There's an amazing, amazing team in place, um, people with leadership capabilities, and it's, it's just kind of they make it a joy to do. Um, what I do. And, um, uh, you know, Pastor Vernon, his heart is as a worshiper before he's anything, before he's a pastor, before he's a leader, he's a worshiper. He loves to worship. And so um, the, the worship that we experience in Kingdom Builders Ministries and, and just the, the precious presence of God that we experience is because um, of the anointing and the gifting that's on his life. Um, and it just kind of flows down through, um, through everything into that team. So there is such a grace uh, for worship um, and, and for all that because because of what rests on the house and what rests on the man of God. And so 
And what we do is usually as a team, and for years we've been doing this, we come in about an hour before service and we, we go, uh, um, go through sort of a, a sound check rehearsal, just make sure we tie it down, we've got everything, all the loose ends um, kind of tied up and we know exactly what's going to happen. Um, and and well, to the best of our ability, anything could happen um, as far as the move of the Spirit of God. Anything could happen during those meetings. Um, but we try and prepare ourselves as much as possible uh, to, be, to be ready for anything. And then what we do is, so about 10 minutes before the service, we'll, we'll go up into uh, um, sort of a, a, a room just off the auditorium and we'll begin to pray. And um, we'll, we'll begin to just, uh, just kind of shut down everything, all the distractions and all that kind of stuff and, and begin to pray and, and, and make sure that we just, that last couple of moments before we have to go and minister and be on the altar, we just kind of want to make sure we focus. So we do that. And uh, so I was just, I took a couple of moments just to share with, with some of the, some of our, our, our team. And I was just saying, Hey guys, um, let me tell you something. People are not going to follow giftings, giftings. They don't follow that. That's not hard work to put your gifting up there. You're gifted in that area. It's not hard work. You just go and you do that, but people don't follow that. Um, it ministers to people. It helps people into the presence of God. It ushers them into the place that they need to be, but they're not going to follow it. What people follow is courage. Um, and and the, the, the interesting thing about that is when, when, you, when you come off the altar, um, it takes courage to live your life. Being up on the altar doesn't take courage. You bring your gift, you put it there. And it works and the people are blessed, but that's people don't follow that. What they follow is the courage of you being able to live your life. The reason why I got into that part of the conversation with the team is because we're here at this end part of the year. Now, if you know anything about KBM, on New Year's Eve, Pastor will declare a word. He'll give us a word and he'll say, this is where he feels and understands the Lord to be taking him. It's the year of this thing. Um, this is the word, the watch night service word, and he, it's a declaration that he makes of the, for, for instance, like 2020 was the year of vision. Um, and so, uh, and, and release. And so we're in that place of vision and release. Um, and it's an extraordinary thing that the, the, there's been an amazing move of God, particularly around uh, vision. And, and, and we're talking about opening the eyes of the blind right now. And it's, that's ex kind of the theme that has been going on and it's just been um, just a, a, a wonderful journey to be a part of. And you can see right through the year how the Lord sort of dovetails and puts everything together uh, for the next 12 months. Getting it. But if you've been with KBM for any, um, any amount of time, if you've been for sort of any extended amount of time, you'll find out that Pastor doesn't, on, on watch night service, he doesn't broadside us. In other words, he doesn't, okay, we're going in one direction, and then all of a sudden this word of a declaration for the year comes, and it comes out of nowhere. It's like a deep right field type, where did that come from? That's totally not, um, or totally a big surprise. That's not what we were expecting the declaration to be. That never happens. Um, but he always gets up, and he'll begin to preach, um, and that word that he releases is exactly where we are. He's not saying, like, okay, um, we're... we're um, Talking about oranges, and then all of a sudden he's talking about apples. He's, he's, he's not like, okay, let's talk about chalk, and then okay, let's talk about cheese. It's not, it's, we're not on two different like places. He's always when he when he declares the words, that's exactly where we are. So and that sort of trend 
in the move of God or in that, that word that God's actually preaching starts up and starts building up months before we get to watch night service. I mean, I'm talking about months. Way before you'll start seeing there's a, it's a uh, certain things are starting to happen. There's shifting, there's changing, there's moving um, around the word of God. Uh, and, and you'll see, if you're a student of the word of God, you'll see how that sort of gears up and gets us ready for that particular place. The declaration happens and boom, we're on our way for 2021. Now, <clears throat> the reason why I told you all of that is that change and that shift, you should actually start... Uh, gearing your mind up and getting yourself ready around. I'm going to give you a clue here. I hope you're paying attention. That change and that shift actually starts to happen. Uh, the, 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 the shift I'm talking about is the shift that happens months and months before pastor starts preaching or getting ready to, to uh, declare the word of the year. That shift actually starts happening um, uh, around about Rosh Hashanah. Around about September time, uh, we start seeing a shift. It's unintentional. It's not a planned thing. It just happens that way. I've seen it happen year after year after year after year. This is how we've seen it happen in the past. Now, what happens in the past um, is not a guarantee of what's going to happen in the future. It just happened in the past, and there's no reason for me to think that it's going to change in the in the near future. I, I, there's no reason for me to think that. This has happened for the last 13 years. It's the way it's always been for the last 13 years. Um, it's not a guarantee of what's going to happen in the future. God can do anything. He's way bigger than our past histories and our past um, uh, way of doing things. He could do anything. He could shift. He could change, whatever. But before he does something, he tells us about it. Um, he lets us know that he's going to do it so that we're not, because that's how much he loves us, right? So he doesn't want us out there uh, not knowing where he is. So um, around about this time, um, you start seeing those those shifts and those changes, and we start gearing up, and we start, okay, you start getting a sense and an understanding. That's why, and that's why I love the people that are actually listen to this podcast, and 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 I see um, month on month, you guys have really been listening and 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 um, um, digging in with this podcast, uh, because I know you're a real student of the Word of God, and that you love God's Word. Otherwise, why are you here, right? You if, if you thought I was talking rubbish, then you wouldn't be listening to me. But you're here because because this is kind of what it is, and and God's doing something um, amazing. So so um. As you sort of dig into what pastor's preaching on a Sunday, now's the time to really focus. Now's the time to really, 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 really dig in and watch what's being preached. Study what's being preached. Understand what's being preached. Apply what's being preached. Apply what's being preached. I'm going to say it again. Apply what's being preached. Stop just listening. That's, what are you doing? Just listening. What, if you were just going to listen, you could have listened to TBN at home. Why are you coming to church, pressing through traffic, getting up early, going all the way up the mountain to come and sit at the top of the hill and listen to, to this message? Because what you're looking for is actually something that you can apply. You're in the presence of God. You take that thing and apply it. Now, I was actually having a conversation with somebody um, uh, when, uh, last night. I was having a conversation um, with somebody. And uh, um, uh, this guy was telling me about somebody that he's ministering to. And this guy's actually having to make some serious decisions. He's a young guy that's having to make some serious decisions about his future. He's got a great gift. He's very gifted, this young guy that, that um, uh, uh, he's, uh, this other gentleman was talking about. And um, he's, he's, he's probably like 16, 17 years old. Um, and he's getting job offers because of his gift. But his job offers are going to take him far away. They're going to take him into another province in a different part of the country. Um, and he's going to have to do all that kind of stuff. And it, it's kind of hard because this guy, this young guy who's gifted and is getting all these job offers um, with a lot of money that's being thrown at him, 
he's got a great gift um but here's the problem is this job offer is going to pull him away he's just gotten saved over here so how does he start building his life around those things and how does he make those decisions do i go after the job offer um, and and do that and be pulled away from the very place that, that that gave me a foundation or do I stay here and sacrifice that and how do I have a guarantee that my future is going to have anything that looks halfway resembling like this thing that's been offered to me and it's very it's very tough very dynamic it's not just as simple as that there's some other dynamics involved um, that that um, uh, are, are tough to understand I'm, I'm not going to tell you all about that it's kind of personal stuff that's going on in this guy's life um, but let me just tell you, the decision is complicated. It's not just yes or no. If you say no, there's some, if you say no to the job offer and to the money, there's some tough um, consequences to that because there's some uh, people that are relying on him. Um, there's a lot of pressure that they're putting on a young guy that they really shouldn't be doing, but they're doing that. And it, it really sucks. But anyway, so, um, so this is the thing. Now, this guy has to make these decisions, right? He's got to make these choices. He's got to be trying to figure out how to do all this stuff. And so I was telling the other guy that was telling me about this guy, I was telling him, I said, hey, dude, this is, what, this is how I've built my life, is when Pastor preach um, and tells me this stuff, um, I had to learn uh, because, let, let me just back up here a little bit. When you're young in Christianity and you're young in prophetic things, what you do is you walk into that atmosphere, you sit down in the sanctuary, and you let pastor preach and pastor preaches like oh my gosh this is amazing this is so mind-blowing i love what's been preached and then you go home and it's just like wow pastor preached was really powerful i can't wait to go back i can't wait to go worship at church again but i don't know how to make that stuff connect to my life i just love what i'm experiencing i just wow you know i'm hearing things for the first time I, it's like I, I but i don't know how to make that connect i don't, I don't know how to do that um, but it's, it's, it's almost like there's two different things going on. You've got, you've got, um, you've got, uh, what you, what you, your life, your reality life. And then you've got, you've got what's being preached. It's not like you, you're a hypocrite. It's just, I don't know how to bridge the divide between what happens in my life and the word that gets preached on a Sunday. Like, how do I do that? Um, and, and you, you, through maturity and through kind of some really hard knocks in life, it doesn't have to be hard knocks, but through, through, through maturity and growing in the things of god you actually learn that what you're hearing on a sunday is it's not just great word it's not just a great message that's been preached but it's actually it's actually the stuff that you need to start building your life on it actually becomes the foundation the building blocks of your life so you have to know oh, god, oh my gosh i have to now make choices and decisions based on what was preached okay that's the thing that i need to change so i need to start building my life based on what pastor preached on Sunday, not what I think is smart, okay? Not when it comes to life decisions, I need to start saying, okay, this is the fundamental foundation of my life is what pastor's been preaching. Because look, what, what did the Lord say? He, when when, um, when uh, he said, Simon Peter, or, or, uh, he was saying, he said, who do men say that I am? And he was like, ah, oh, some say you this, and some say that, and Simon Peter said, thou art, this, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Because Jesus said, uh, like, I don't really care what those people are saying. What are you guys saying? And Simon Peter said, ah, you're the son of the living God. You're, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And he said, uh, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood is not revealed this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. Um, and then he does this. He says this amazing thing. He says, okay, Simon Peter, you're blessed. Okay? So you're blessed because you've received a revelation, because flesh and blood is not revealed this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. So you're blessed. The blessing is the revelation. You're blessed because you've had a revelation. You're blessed because you've had a revelation. Do you get that? I hope you got that. 
You're blessed because you've had revelation. That's the blessing, is revelation knowledge. That's the blessing. That's the blessing that God gave to Adam in the Garden of Eden. It's the blessing he gave to Abram. It's the blessing he gave to Isaac. It's the blessing he gave to Jacob. It's the, the blessing of revelation. It's a blessing of wisdom. It's the blessing of knowledge. It's the blessing of understanding. That's the blessing that empowers you to prosper. That's the blessing that makes you rich and adds no sorrow. It's not money. That's the blessing that God pours out in Malachi when he says, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there'd be not room enough to contain it. That's the blessing. That's it. Is when, you, when you're blessed, the blessing is the revelation knowledge. Okay? So, so, um, so what he says, says, Simon Peter, here's the thing. Um, Simon Peter, you're blessed um, because flesh and blood is not revealed unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. Um, and upon this rock, I'll build my church. Upon what rock? Not Simon Peter. I'm not building the church on Simon Peter, that rock. I'm building the church on the, the rock of revelation knowledge. That's where I'm going to build the church. I'm building the, the foundation on revelation knowledge. Now, okay, so now this is exactly my point. This is what I want you to understand. This, okay, so that makes sense, right? You get that. Of course you get that because that makes total sense. I, I get, I, even, even like somebody like me, I get that in my head. Now, here's the thing. How do I relate that to my life? How do I relate that understanding to my life? Because here's this guy who has to make these, these really painful, difficult decisions. Do I go after the job um, and get the money and get the life that I want to get to use my gift to get to do all these kind of things? I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm, and then the people that are relying on me for uh, the, the cash flow that's going to come from this thing. Do I do that and satisfy those people? But actually my spiritual life begins to suffer again. I'm being pulled away because this is the place that God told me to be. This is the way I got born again. This is where I'm hungry to be fed. And now I've got to leave. That doesn't make any sense. Why would God do that? Okay. So, but that's his thing. He's got to do that. So now how do I, how do I relate what Simon Peter and that whole situation with Jesus, how, how does that relate to his life? Is that he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Okay. Upon this rock, I'll build my ecclesia. So you've got to build the ecclesia, you've got to build the church, you've got to build the house, you've got to build your life on what? On the rock of revelation. So whatever pastor's preaching on a Sunday, that's the revelation knowledge that I started to build my life on. Now, um, as smart as you are, I don't know anybody that's going to try and build their house, their life, their future, their destiny, um, and there's no bricks and mortar and and there's, there's no cement, there's no trench, you haven't even started building the foundation of your life, you don't even know how to start building up on that, but now you want to go build somewhere else in a different part of the country, and you're never going to hear the word, you're never going to be in church, you're never going to be fed, you're never going to be, um, you're never going to fellowship, you're never going to have any of that stuff. Um, now, that makes sense to you and me, right? So we go, oh, that makes sense, that, that guy should never do that. It's not that simple, guys. It's not that simple. And the reason why I'm telling you it's not that simple because there's a lot of pressure. It's easy when you stand back from the situation and say, okay, do this, do this, do this, and it's going to work out for you. That's easy. But when you're in the situation, gosh, it's like, oh, so much pressure. You don't have to live with the people that require the money from me. And you don't, you don't understand. I've been wanting to do this. I've been training for the, to do this for years. I've been literally in physical training to be able to do this thing uh, of my gift for years and years and years. And now you're telling me to say no to it. And that as a young Christian, that's not easy, guys. That's, that's like a tough decision. And guess what it takes? Can I tell you what it takes to be able to do that? It takes courage. It takes courage to be able to make hard, difficult decisions in the face of temptation 
in difficult times, that takes mad courage. And not everybody has got the courage to make the right decisions. Uh, because it's easier to make um, the easy choices and the easy decisions. Um, that, that's just easier. It's easier to do that stuff, right? So, uh, and that brings me back to, to what Pastor was preaching on Sunday. And, and, and what I was telling the worship team just before that meeting. It was just so prophetic because it was confirmation. I was just having this conversation with the people in the, in the prayer room. And then all of a sudden we come out and Pastor preaching exactly the same thing. I was like, oh my word, Lord, you are so faithful because you're saying the same thing here and there. And it's just, it's just wonderful to be a part of. And so I was saying, okay, guys, th th your gift will serve the people. But you have to have courage. You're going to get up there and you're going to worship and you're going to do all these things. And it's going to be great. But people are not going to follow that. They love the giftings. They, they hear the people sing. They hear the people play the music, the sound technicians, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff happening. But people are not going to follow that. They're going to follow courage. You have to get down off that altar. And you have to have the courage to be able to face your life and make right decisions there. That people will follow. People will follow courage. They don't follow giftings. They do not. People do not follow titles. They follow courage. Do you have the courage? The, you know, I like this. There's a, a, a cool movie. Um, I don't know if you know. Uh, 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 before lockdown, I was a movie fanatic. I loved movies. Um, but lockdown kind of taught me a couple of things. But I did learn um, one or two things from, from a couple of movies. And there's a movie, movie called Rocky Balboa. My parents turned me on to Rocky like <laughs> years ago. Uh, like Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Rocky 5. And we never thought Rocky was ever going to end. And then we got to Rocky 5. It's like, oh gosh, is, what are we going to call the next one? And then it, everybody thought it was going to be Rocky 6, but it was actually Rocky Balboa. And anyway, he's talking to his, his son. He's out in the street, out in the cold, and he's, him and his son are conflicted, and, and um, they're, they're having, they're fussing, and it's, it's like they're having a bit of an argument and a fight. And his dad says to, to his son, he says, um, uh, because his son feels like he's living in the shadow of his father the whole time, all right? Um, because his father is Rocky Balboa. He's this world champion that just never stops, and um, he's, he's just so amazing. And uh, he, his son is trying to come up in the world, but he feels like he's always living in the shadow of his father, right? And then his, his dad says to him, you know what? Life is not about how hard you can hit. Life is about how hard you can get hit and still move and still keep moving forward. So it's not how hard you can punch. It's how hard you can get punched and still keep moving forward. Do you know what? It takes courage. It takes courage not just to get hit um, and move forward. But actually to know you're going to get hit. Life is is like just like that. You're going to take some hits. You're going to take some knocks. You're going to get um, you're going to get bumped around a bit, and you're going to get go through some times where you're going to have to endure. And that's that is the 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 um that is the definition of success. Definition of success is not how much money you got in your bank account. It's not about how many businesses you own. It's not about how you've conquered this and conquered that. It's got nothing to do with it. The definition of success is the ability to bear pain. Because you are going after something. You want something. You have a vision for something. You have a promise for something. And, and God has told you you're going to have that. It, but does, just because God said it doesn't mean you're going to get it. Oh, I hope you get that. Because that's going to fly in the face of a lot of your theology. Just because God said it doesn't mean you're going to get it. You, It doesn't happen as a matter of course. It doesn't happen automatically. You have to do something and go through some kind of fight to be able to get what God told. Just look, when the children of Israel came up to Jericho or came up to um, Israel, 
That was their promised land. But guess what? There were enemies in that land. They had to fight for it. They had to go get it. It, did, it wasn't just handed over to them. So every promise that God has given you, it's not just going to get handed over. God's just telling, telling you that it belongs to you. And that's the thing that you've got to go after because he doesn't want you getting into fights that aren't your fights. So he says, I want you to fight there. Go get that thing. Okay? So I want you to go after that. So now you know you're in the right fight, but at least get in the fight. Okay? So you have to do that. You have to go after certain stuff. Um, but it's going to take courage to be able to go and get it. It's going to take a real fight, real belief, real courage to go get that. And that's what people want. That's that's what, when people, when youngsters, young Christians are coming up, young, uh, the kids that are getting born into this ministry, the new people that are getting born again into KBM or to whatever church you're from, as you listen to this on the on the on the app or on you're part of the mailing list or on on uh, on Facebook and you're listening to this where, wherever you're involved if pe- people are getting born again into that ministry maybe you're ministering to somebody they want to follow not a title they don't want to follow a gift they don't want to follow any of that stuff they want to follow courage do you have the courage to, to to face the fight and not to quit because if you can quit the fight then you're gonna quit on me if you're going to quit the fight to get to your promise, then how do I know I'm going to have the courage to get to my promise? See, what we think is our lives are about us. Our lives are not about us. Our lives are about those people that are following us, about your family that's following you, about the young Christians that you're ministering to and encouraging and saying it's worth the fight. But, but you, got, you can only say it's worth the fight if you're still in the fight. If you're giving up on your fight, if you're giving up on your fight, then guess what? Those people that are following you are seeing you give up on the fight. They see when you lose courage. And there's nothing wrong with lose, losing courage. Let me tell you something. I've lost courage many, 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 many times on this journey. And I've waited for people to encourage me again, and they never came. Okay? When you wait for people to encourage you, you're going to wait a long time. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself. The Bible says when Jacob was getting ready to give the blessing to his sons. What did he do? He strengthened himself in the bed. Sometimes, as you go through this walk, there's nobody preaching to you. There's nobody trying to make you feel happy. Nobody getting you excited about anything. You just have to do that stuff for yourself. Guess what that takes? It takes courage to encourage yourself. I hope you're getting some of the stuff that I'm telling you about because this is this is really going to bless you. Um, it's so, so important. And, and, and the, this is exactly the point, the area... That we've got to think about, you know, um, you look at people in church, you can be, you can literally be in church and start losing courage. Um, your heart is breaking and things are not working out the way that you want them to work out. There's people that are in church that are moving away from God. They're moving away from the Lord. They're in church every Sunday. They're sitting in the pews. They're sitting next to you. They're your neighbor. They um, doing wherever they have some responsibility in the church, maybe. And they're moving away from God. And you've got people that are sitting in a nightclub somewhere on a, on a Saturday night. Or they're drunk. Or they're living under a bridge somewhere. But their hearts are turning towards God. They're not in the place that you're in. But their hearts are turning towards the Lord. And they want God. Certain people that are in church are moving away from God. Certain people that are, that are outside of church are moving towards the Lord. And I want, the reason why I'm telling you that is because this simple reason. Your geography doesn't determine where you actually are in your heart. Or where you're on your way. Your geography doesn't determine where you are on your way to. Okay. 
Sometimes you can be in an atmosphere of courage and be losing courage. Sometimes you can be in an atmosphere of discouragement and downtrodden and you're down and out, but your heart is being encouraged and inflamed with the presence of God and with the calling of God. But that is your decision to make. Okay, that's something that you have to decide. This is how my life is going to be. It's not up to the devil. It's not up to anybody around you. It's not up to your pastor. It's not up to your neighbor. That's stuff that you have to decide. Am I going to be weak in my courage or am I be strong in my courage? If you've decided to to be strong in courage, be strong. Don't give up. Okay? And you say, oh, Craig, you don't know what it's like. My life is terrible. I hate my whole world. Everything's horrible. That's your decision. That's the way you're perceiving your life. Okay, you have to look at your life and say, yes, like David, they've taken everything from me. They've taken the whole reason for my existence. The only point that I have, they've taken my wife, they've taken my goods, they've taken my stuff, they've kidnapped all these people. It's like terrible, it's horrible, my credibility is on the line. It's really going bad. The only reason I have to live is these men that are following me. Boom, that's the thing. The, the reason... Why you need to encourage yourself and stay strong is there's people that are depending on you. They depend on your courage. They depend on you not to fake it, but to actually be it. Not to know what to do, but actually to do what you know. Do the thing. Do what's right. You can't... Pastor was telling us on Sunday, he was saying, it was amazing. He said, you can't just know God. You've got to be like Him. You got to be like and do the stuff that he does, the way that he does it. That takes courage, guys. It takes courage to be able to do that. And so I don't want you to quit on your courage. Pastor was preaching about having faith and having courage, and I think, um, I think that's really going to change our lives. I hope you understand that the kingdom is out there, guys. Go get it.